Hello, how are you? And welcome back to my podcast. Today's podcast is about the heartbreaking true story of Chris Watts, his wife and daughter's murders. The murders of pregnant mother of two, Shannon Watts and her daughters, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste, sent shockwaves across the world in 2018. The crimes were heartbreaking and senseless, and their horror was only compounded by the fact that Shannon's husband and the girl's father, Chris Watts, confessed to committing them. Around 2 a.m. on August 13th, 2018, Shannon Watts' friend, Nicole Atkinson, dropped her off at her Frederick, Colorado home following a business trip they had taken together. But when Nicole tried to get in touch with Shannon, just a few hours later, she couldn't get a hold of her. And after Shannon missed an OBGYN appointment, she grew extremely worried. Nicole decided to call Shannon's husband, Chris, at work. She also called the police. The police conducted an investigation of the Watts home that afternoon. And even though they found no signs of foul play, they did find Shannon's car and all her personal belongings. So the next day, Shannon and the girls were officially declared missing and the CBI released endangered missing persons alerts for them. In the days that followed, Chris's story changed drastically. He initially told police that he had no idea where Shannon, Bella and Celeste might be. And he began giving media appearances, appealing to the community for help in finding his missing family. Meanwhile, investigators from the local police department, the CBI and the FBI had been going through Chris's phone records, which showed that he had been having an affair with one of his co-workers from Anadarko Petroleum. Then on August the 15th, two days after his wife's and daughter's disappearances, Chris failed a polygraph test. And that's when everything changed. <clears throat> that afternoon, Chris vowed to tell police the truth if he could just talk to his father first. Investigators took a gamble and allowed him to do so. And it worked. Chris confessed to his father that he had killed his wife. Not long after, investigators found Shannon, Bella, and Celeste's bodies, exactly where Chris said they were, at Anna Darko Petroleum. It was a site where he worked, with Shannon's body in a shallow grave, and the two girls' bodies in oil tanks. On August the 21st, 2018, Chris was charged with his family's murders. In his initial confession, Chris said that he had strangled Shannon in a fit of rage after watching her smother their two daughters, Bella and Celeste. 
She was upset, he said, because he had tried to talk to her about separating and ending their marriage. And she had retaliated by killing the girls. After murdering Shannon, he took the three bodies to the oil site and buried them, he said. Come November, however, Chris's story had changed yet again. This time, he confessed to killing his wife and daughter and pleaded guilty to all nine counts against him. Five counts of first-degree murders, including two additional counts for his daughters because they were children under the age of 12. One count of unlawful termination of a pregnancy and three counts of tampering with a deceased human body. Ultimately, he was sentenced to five life sentences, three consecutive and two concurrent for the murders, plus a total of 84 more years for their crimes. <clears throat> Although Chris had pleaded guilty to all three murders, he hadn't yet told the real story of what happened on the morning of August the 13th, 2018. But in a five-hour follow-up interview with investigators from prison, Chris revealed the truth. After fighting with Shannon that morning about his wish to separate, Chris strangled her to death. While he was trying to bring his, body, his wife's body downstairs, he said Bella and Celeste woke up and came to ask him what was going on. He then loaded the girls and their mother's body into his truck, drove to the oil site and smothered the girls one by one before disposing of the three bodies. What he doesn't mention there is that one of the children, after she's seen her sister being smothered and he went to smother her, she said, no, daddy, no. And he still had no problem killing that child. To get the kids' bodies into the oil tanks because they were too big, he literally had to break their bones. That when investigators had taken their bodies out of the tank, it said that their skin degloved. Degloved is a nice medical term, term to say that their skin ripped off their body. This man had no conscience or, or no guilt or no love for those children because... In some cases where a parent kills their children due to a psychotic break or something like that, children are normally found wrapped in blankets or put into a bed after they've been murdered. He literally crushed their bones to put his children into that oil site tank. That when the kids were to be removed, their skin ripped off their body. Today, Chris is continuing to serve out his life sentences at a maximum security prison in Wisconsin, where he was transferred because of security concerns in 2018. Shanann and the girls are survived by her parents and brother, but Shanann's loved ones haven't always been supportive of Hollywood's take of the horrific acts. Earlier this year in January, Lifetime aired the movie Chris Watts, Confession of a Killer. And the family spoke out to their lawyer. It's a false narrative that does not accurately depict who Shannon was in life, who Bella was in life, and who Cece was in life. Attorney Stephen Lambert spoke on behalf When people go out and make things without their input, it does hurt them. 
it causes them a lot of pain. So I think one of the reasons this shocked the whole community, Shannon was <clears throat> working for an MLM, which people have problems with. For me personally, if that's how you make your money, you go, girl. And she was selling Patches Thrive products and Patches, which are meant to boost your energy and help you lose weight and all of that. And she was part of a community that this is what they did. Supposedly, she was quite good at what she did and she received a... Alexis to drive her drive for herself like she went on lots of trips and holidays and all of this that was paid for by Thrive but what I suppose a lot of people didn't know at the time when she was alive was that they had declared bankruptcy a few years earlier and they were about to be bankrupt again they had missed several repayments on their mortgage there was thousands of pounds of Thrive products found in their basement <clears throat> the children were were in crash or like homeschooled or whatever way you'd like to put I don't really know where it went to but it just it was gone like and they were in severe financial difficulty some people say Chris had planned on leaving Shannon but not everybody believes he told her. He met a girl, Nicole, and he fell in love with her. They were only going out together five and a half weeks. And he decided he was going to leave his wife, his pregnant wife, who was pregnant with his first son, and they had picked the name Nico themselves. A baby that he said that he wanted, and he talked her into having. And... He decided to throw it all away. He didn't have the courage to tell his wife, so I believe he murdered her and the children. I don't believe the children woke up and seen anything for the simple fact that both Shannon and Chris locked the girls into their bedrooms at night. I don't agree with locking children into their bedrooms at night, but that's what they did to stop the kids getting up and roaming and leaving the rooms and all of that. So the girls were locked into their bedrooms that night like they were every other night. So I don't believe they woke up and they seen anything. I believe he killed them. He killed her. He had no regard for their bodies or anything like that at all. His mistress or his bit on the side says that she didn't know Shannon was pregnant. But that couldn't be true for the simple reason that she had Google Shannon. She had been on her Facebook page. All of that. Shannon was very public with her life because she sold Thrive. She sold a lot of it on Facebook. She was portraying a life. Now, the backlash after Shannon being murdered is that a lot of people think she bullied her husband. In a lot of these live videos, it can be taken as bullying or it could be taken that maybe she was a sarcastic person. I mean, I don't know. But even if you say smart comments to your husband, I mean, there was one comment that she said, I might just throw him out of the house. He was making noise. She was doing a live video. And she said, if he doesn't stop, I'll throw him out. Something like that. Don't quote me on it. And there's a backlash over things like that that she said. I think she was sarcastic. I think regardless of whether you're a bit of a bully or not, or you're more dominant in a relationship or not, that's not an excuse for somebody to kill you, the baby that you're carrying. And both your daughters, regardless of the smart comments or not.
I don't believe that his girlfriend actually had anything to do with it, but I think she may have encouraged him a little bit or they may have had conversations like, well, if you didn't have your wife and kids, we could do X, Y, and Z. But I do believe that she lied a lot, an awful lot, actually, in the police interview, and she done whatever she could to distance herself as much as possible from Chris and the crime that he committed. I believe that he pled guilty because he is guilty, but also because of trial. He didn't want to sit a trial for whatever reason. I really can't say. I haven't watched the Lifetime movie, but I have seen the documentary on Netflix, which was absolutely amazing. And even to see Chris's body language after the fact. I mean, he showed no signs of emotional signs of regret or or guilt or lack of sleep or anything. So he is a cold-blooded monster, a sociopath, if you ask me. So thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have an amazing week ahead.